Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein from Groblox. You're listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why your reps are spending 70% of their time on non-sales related tasks. According to quite some research, number one, is that actually true? Number two, what can you do to improve it? Enjoy. So tell me about the furnace. Oh man, so... We have a gas furnace heating the house and uh, all of a sudden the screen was entirely messed up. The pressure dropped, not a good thing because it's really cold at the moment. So we want to make sure that the heat is on. And uh, when we basically bought the house and uh, signed the agreement also with the gas supplier, we got what is known as a service agreement, which means you can just call a guy, they come, you don't have to pay because you pay a monthly fee. It's a subscription, it's a subscription. And then obviously I called the company and they're like, yeah, you don't have a service agreement with us. I'm like. Well, it's set on the order that we do. We also send you all the material you ask. What, what's going on? It's like, ah, oh, we forgot to create the agreement. Sorry. I'm like, well, can you just create it now? Well, then there's going to be a fee because you have a problem now and we need to send a guys. So you need to pay for that. Uh, but we can still create the service agreement. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to find someone else. Thank you. Bye. So they lost the subscription right there. Um, well, they never had it, apparently. <laughs> they never yeah. had it, apparently. That's the good news, though. Um, so where are we going with this? How do we turn this into a sex way? Mm -mm -mm. They could easily have gotten a deal. They could easily have gotten a deal. Yeah. They wouldn't need to hire anyone. They, yeah. would, they could just have said yes to me. They could just have said yes. That's what it is. There was some kind of procedure internally holding them back. A lot of red tape. It's a terrible segue. Let's go. Yeah. So... <laughs> Because of that, <laughs> Tony is going to salvage this episode. We're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about that apparently, and we kind of seen this now across a couple of studies. Yeah. Salesforce did one, HubSpot did one, um, I think McKinsey did one. Yeah. Um, basically, all of them come to roughly the same conclusion that your sellers, your account executives or whatever you call them, they actually only spend a third of their time selling. Yeah. So that obviously sounds like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they just spending all the time in President's Club or what's going yeah, on Yeah, pretty much. So if, you're, if, you have 30, if you have 30 sales reps, yeah. <laughs> 10 of them are actually selling. Yeah. Uh, and the rest are in meetings and kickoffs and like, you know, President's Club. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I don't know, on the, on the smoking break. Complaining or like about this. marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there was something to complain about. Yeah. You know? um, so that's that's basically kind of that's what's so shocking when mm. you kind of read that when you read that research and like uh, I knew it yeah these guys are lazy <laughs> <laughs> proven yeah finally finally checkmark every revops person every sales ops person listening right now is like you know actually so I didn't need to have McKinsey figure this out <laughs> they, they poked this year I was like yeah. told you told you <laughs> but. Not that simple as it turns out. Yeah. So we looked into this, we dug a little bit into this, and um, and at the beginning it was like banger episode. Yeah. Boom. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then we started checking out what is it actually that they're talking about here. What yeah. what is what is the other two thirds? What are they doing? Is it <laughs> is it just uh, you know it would be funny if McKinsey comes out two thirds slacking off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just chilling in the corner yeah. doing nothing. No, apparently yes they are spending a third of their time selling which McKinsey defines as, you know, meeting customers online and offline and prospecting, mm. right? Those are the two main things. What um, 
It's not McKinsey, it's Salesforce, apparently. Mm. Thank you for the nudge. Um, <laughs> and then what Salesforce defines as apparently non-selling related tasks, researching prospects, sounds a bit like selling to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Planning and prioritizing leads sounds also a little bit like selling to me. You know what? This is equivalent of saying, so you're a chef, you only spend a third of your time cooking, but you spend another third on prepping all the produce, yeah. you know, getting yes. the pots and pans. Like, is that not cooking or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then in a little bit less than a third, uh, they spend on, you know, listen to this, quotes and approvals. It's like, I want them to spend 100% of their yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Just set the dog aside. Only that stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, now it's becoming a little bit more interesting. Data entry, admin task, and then another, like, roughly 8 to 10%. Internal meetings and training. Yeah. So yeah. actually shockingly small on training. <laughs> but side note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so really kind of that's how it breaks it breaks down. So I obviously kind of overemphasized the, the third here. It's 28, 28, 27, and 8. So that gets you roughly to 100, mm -hmm. I guess. So and this is, again, you know, what the you know main bucket, meeting customers online and offline and prospecting. Main bucket, you know, undisputed, that's selling. Yeah. Then secondary bucket, researching prospects, planning and prioritizing leads. You know, we can have a debate whether that's selling. Quotes, approvals, data entry, admin tasks is the third one and the fourth one, internal meetings mm. and training. Yeah. So maybe people don't know what selling actually is. I think I think that might be another great episode. <laughs> um, but uh, generally speaking, right? So I think, first of all, no, unfortunately, we won't be able to tell you how to 3x the output no, of that the would been awesome. Right that would been awesome. Yeah, it would have been great. But I think there's some, you know, once you kind of really dig into what is that person actually doing, yeah, uh, or what's the team actually doing, there's some, there's some really cool, you know, learnings mm. and also ways to optimize coming out of this. Right, yeah. kind of that's that's what we're seeing across the board with everything. If you are able to peel the onion back and see a little bit more detail into what you previously have been considering being a black box, yeah. So there's all kinds of small things where like, oh, you know what? Actually, you know, maybe we can, you know, optimize this, maybe we can optimize that and so forth, which then, you know, might eventually help you to actually be more successful and have a more optimized account executive team in this yeah. case, right? And so the the other example is, well, you know, once you actually look at your funnel and you get more granular, it's like, oh, I didn't know that this was going on over there. And you can jump in and fix it, right? It's a kind yeah. of the same un unblack boxing approach that we, I think, talking a lot about on the go-to-market funnel side. And in this case, you know, the black box, so to speak, is the account executive. I think it fits also very well with the classic flywheel. You need to turn it. Friction will make it go slower. It's going to take longer for you to get the velocity and momentum. So this is a massive efficiency driver. And obviously, there must be something to it to some degree since there's some, so many studies out there pointing mm. at, hey, not a lot of time is being spent on selling. You have to obviously dig a bit deeper. And I think one thing is what all the studies say. Another thing entirely is what is actually happening in your organization. Yes. And we've talked about in the past that it's probably a great idea and maybe you do it while you're on holiday with a glass of wine to try and just request a demo, hop on a sales call, see that experience. I think there's some work to be done in actually seeing what is it the experience of being an AE? What mm -hmm. is the work actually? Where Where is there friction for them in the day-to-day -day where they lose time and yes. momentum, right? And the way the way you should be thinking about this is you should be digging up some of those uh, some of those research pieces that those big companies here did. Uh, they help you a bit, you know, classify the different tasks basically that are going on, mm. and they might fit or not fit for you. You know, depends. 
I think kind of the the Salesforce one is like one, two, three, four, five, like roughly ten. Yeah. Ten different buckets. I think it might be a bit too granular for you. But the takeaway here could be to do a little bit of desktop research and maybe there's a RevOps task for someone. Yeah. And actually try and scan through the calendars of your reps and try and figure out, well, how much of their 40 or 50 hours that they're working a week are they spending on like meeting meeting actual customers yeah. or prospects, yeah. right? How much of their time are they spending on this? I think a lot of the other pieces like planning or you know researching prospects or administrative, they will not put this in the calendar, right? No. So you wouldn't be able to see that. But, you know, at least you kind of get a first baseline on what is it actually in terms of what, what are the 30% looking like here? Yeah. Um, are they in our case more like 10% or are they more like 50%? I think this can give you insights on how much time they're spending with prospects and that might have different reasons, right? We talk a lot about this is like if the calendar is pretty, pretty white, pretty clean all the time, it might not be because they are, you know, they don't want to talk to prospects. Mm. It might be they don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. And that might be a good sign for you. Well, maybe you don't need as many account executives, et cetera, et cetera. In this case, it's also more about like, well, let's just assume you need those folks. Yeah. Um, you know, how can you how can you check how much time they're spending on actual selling? And I think going in, you know, doing a bit of research on like how how many meetings do they have per week uh, with actual, you know, people outside of the business. I think it's a great, you know, first starting point. Mm. I think then number two, what you can also see just from calendars is how much time are they spending on internal meetings? Yeah. And I think people will be shocked once they actually do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, and everyone's like, well, they have a one-on-one with a manager. Yeah. And then they have a team meeting. Yeah. And that's it. But, you know, guess what? It's That's not true. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of other meetings that are creeping up and it might be, uh, some some handover yeah. to you know the the AMs. It might be some marketing folks want to have a case study. It might be some uh, hey they need to be onboarded on this new tool. It you know it's a lot of stuff that actually happens internally. And you know then you have the quarterly kickoffs that <laughs> take out like a whole day. Yeah, you have you have all of these things that are basically happening. Um, and I think um, people underestimate how much time AEs actually spending just on internal stuff yeah right and that is already kind of a big bucket for you to be like hey well is that actually all necessary mm. um do my do my reps really need to kind of go to all of those meetings yeah and you know have all of those discussions or number one is it a luxury problem they shouldn't be doing this someone else can do this they can mm. be one representative or they're basically trying to shield people and it's like hey stop talking to my reps all the time yeah acting um <laughs> Or whatever it might be, yeah. right? Kind of that's that's another massive bucket that you can just see from scanning the calendar, actually. Yeah. And so I think um, there's, you know, what the analysis work. I think people can figure this out. Let's just say there's a lot of work to be done here to figure out what is the time actually being spent on. Where is the friction? At some point, you're getting up at the place where, you know, you know what the time is being spent on, and now you can start to define how much time do we actually want to spend them on selling. Mm-hmm. How, you know, and so how should we? How, how should someone in revenue operations approach once they have that report or analysis done? How should they approach identifying potentially how to change that and give more time to actually selling? Yeah, and I think the first instinct of everyone will be like, "Oh, we need more tools." Yeah, <laughs> more more tools <laughs> that can all be optimized away. Yeah, I think um, before I go into this, this is like you know starting with a solution proposal, usually kind of the wrong way to do it. But I think the first thing to do is 
and again, you know, I don't think this an analysis is like trivial. I think mm. you will need to do some desktop research and yeah. you will need to ask around and just maybe shadow someone and sit and so forth. But, you know, once you kind of get to this list of what people are roughly spending their time on, um, you're basically going to have three options. Yeah. One is you can eliminate something, just kill it. You can try and figure out, you know, some of these things can be delegated. And delegation is usually like, a, oh, you're handing it down in the hierarchy or something. Yeah. But it can also be pushed up and down the funnel, for example. Right? Mm. There are different ways to delegate. And the third one is to simplify. Yeah. You know, make things simpler. And simpler usually means it's less time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the three main buckets I would I would be signed to shoot for. Yeah. So how to get started on this? It. You know, it can be very um, scientific around and it can be super stupid simple. And the trick is actually, and this is this is a technique learned from this whole lean Toyota stuff we had. Uh, what's his name? Pablo uh, mm. Dominguez on talking about this. Instead of you as RevOps and CRO go in like, oh, you know, this should be done differently and this should be done differently. Why don't you just ask the A's? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Silly idea. Uh, Silly idea. So obvious. It was you, staring us right in the face all the time. Yes. So just go and ask them kind of what of the stuff that you're doing, you know, how could it be done differently or better and so forth. And obviously every single rep will tell you everything is shit. Yeah. I yeah, just yeah. want to have my commission check. And, and you know, you need to navigate through this. But I think I would simply kind of start by, you know, what are the things that you think are superfluous? Hmm. What what is just non-value adding in this whole thing, right? And they will tell you updating the CRM. Yeah. Right? And I think there there's already there's a balance that needs to be struck. It's like, well, you know, you're right. I think that's time consuming, but you know, we need some of that information. And um, but already here, you should basically just, you know, watch them once or you try and do it yourself. And I dare every single RevOps uh, that listening to this, try and create an opportunity and get it all the way to close one. Yeah. <laughs> Just try and click it through, my friend. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've I've seen, uh, I've entered like an organization kind of as a CEO and it was like, RevOps person, do that for me. Couldn't do it. Mm. It's like, ran into so many flow errors and it's like, ah, you know, oh, which, which field do I need to actually click now? Just start there and yeah. you will find so many things that are superfluous that you could cut out. Some other things you obviously need. Yeah. Um, and this is then the balance you need to strike with the account executive team, right? I think this is also a healthy conversation to have and a healthy balance to kind of strike in terms of do we really actually, you know, need to track these things because we're not reporting on them, we're mm. not using them for anything. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it's like nice to have tracking. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, maybe in a future scenario when AI has solved everything, we can run this piece of data through and we're gonna you never do that. No. It's 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 all gone numbers. So try and kind of slim it down. Um, you can say, is it simplify? Is it is it is it eliminate? But you know, on that end, simply you know, ask your reps what's time consuming for them when they need to do all the clicking, mm -hmm. right? And obviously, you can't you can't you know delegate this to someone else, and they should just do that. It's 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 what it is. And yes, there are some tools out there that might help you with updating this CRM or making it easier for them and so forth, right? There are plenty of solutions out there. Mm. You then obviously kind of need to figure out if this is actually helping or if it's just further complicating the day. Right? Yeah. Do you have another idea on the eliminate piece? No, I think it's delegate time. Yeah. So then the next piece is really delegation, right? What can you hand to someone else? Mm. And you know what? Again, ask them. Yeah. What are things that 
uh, obviously crucial to be done, but could be done by other people. Yeah. And again, the list will be everything. Yeah. <laughs> besides receiving the commission check. And again, there you need to kind of balance things out, right? Yeah. Um, I think, for example, the handover to CS or account management, they will say, well, it doesn't really bring me anything. Yeah. Which they're totally right about. But yeah, no, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's in the interest of the company, that's what you simply will have to yeah. do. There can be a conversation then there again, well, is there's a lot of work, kind of this this handover, this, the, you know, writing a big document. And, yeah. You know, that is, again, something, can you eliminate some pieces? Can you simplify mm. um, and so forth? But um, that's basically kind of a conversation to have. There might be some, you know, research items in your prospecting. Maybe it should be handled by an SDR. Maybe it should be handled by a software solution, AI, whatever the fuck. Um, but there might be different things where it's like, well, I do these things and you actually don't need my brain for this. You need someone else's brain. Or you could use someone else's yeah. brain, right? And think about this pushing up and down the funnel. Uh, is one way to do it, and then pushing up and down the hierarchy is another way to do it. Yeah. Well, that actually can be done by sales ops or by the manager. This can be done by an SDR. This can be done by, I don't know, a uh, pre-sales engineer or whatever you might have, right? Mm. Um, and again, here's a balance. You know, you just try and strike the balance, but usually the AEs can tell you pretty much like, hey, that whole thing over there, really not important to me, right? Yeah. And if you combine that with some of the research that you did previously, it's like, well, that one bucket is 8% of their time. Suddenly it's like, okay, this might be worthwhile to really think about delegating this. Right? Yeah. I think we also talked about the whole, if you're running a pod setup and you are you have AEs and SDRs collaborating closely, tasks like researching prospects, you know what, the SDRs might be way better suited. And I get you need to be careful because they also need to be able to actually book meetings for the AE. But just to say, maybe the AE shouldn't spend time on that. There's a reason the AE sometimes throws rebooking meetings to the SDR. It's an e efficiency thing, yeah. to be honest, right? And I think, you know, it, it, think about this. The SDRs, they're specialized in research and outreach. So you have a specialized role who can probably even do it faster than the AE. They cost less. There's a lot of other efficiencies in there. Yeah, I think I think especially with delegate, it's, um, it's a delicate uh, balance mm. to strike because yes, you can go down the path and I've, I've done that myself. It's like, well, you know, you have this closing resource and that's scarce and that's rare and, you know, we should maximize the closing resource and yeah. everything else around that should kind of... You, you sometimes run into entitlement issues that you build yeah. yourself with the account executive team. Yes. It's it's sometimes it's also things like not every time saved is, you know, efficiency gained. No. It's just more time for TikTok and Instagram and coffee and, 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 coffee yeah. and, and cigarettes. And uh, and especially when you, you know, hand things off to other people, you sometimes end up in this assistant relationship. Yeah. Dangerous, right? So I think there's an important point you're making here as well, which is you're building so much pipeline any given quarter. Right, and so if you if you basically increase the capacity of your account execs because they gain more time, you also need to be ready to fill it mm -hmm. with you know. Otherwise, it becomes just hey, now I can go home earlier today. Yes, great. Um, and yes. and that's that shouldn't be the case, obviously. And and I I sometimes call it you need to build positive pressure. Yeah. Right. Uh, and positive pressure is not hey you need to work more. Mm. Positive pressure is like oh I have all those opportunities I want to run. Yeah. Um, and you know. I have pressure because I'm getting that pipeline and and so forth, right? And and I think this is then 
This is then when you kind of get into the really valuable spots, right? You create efficiencies and those efficiencies are immediately filled with higher value tasks yeah. versus nothing, yeah. right? Um, because if you don't do that to your point, you end up with money you need to pay to other people helping you, yeah. uh, but you're actually not closing more deals because of it. And it's also back to uh, another kind of a hidden efficiency gem is if you improve the efficiency 10% on a 30 person AE team, that's three roles you don't have to go and hire. Yeah. That budget can go into actually demand creation for the team as well, right? So you have something to fill it up with. And I think to a degree also the the way you should be thinking about AEs, and this kind of you know lends itself as a topic, might need to change just a little bit, right? It's not about they need to hit this quota. Mm. It's actually how high quality is their processing. Yeah. That's actually how I need to think about it. And the way we have, uh, I've, I've done this in the past, and we might be doing like this in Roblox as well in a tool, let's see, feature request. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, what you want to, the, the way you want to judge your reps is not whether or not they hit target. The way you should judge them is how well are they processing those, this pipeline or the opportunities coming their way. And, and the way you kind of figure this out is you need to basically have an understanding what is the average conversion rate. So this is, you know, boring, but I'm just kind of breaking it down. Uh, what's the average conversion rate of that class of the inbound versus outbound? What's the, you know, sales cycles, ACVs, all of that jazz. And what you then do is um, you basically have a, let's call it a digital twin of that sales rep, you know, sitting there. And that digital twin, you know, you feed them the same opportunities and the digital, you know, spits out, well, that means according to data, you should have been closing X amount of money. Mm but the rep only closed Y. Yeah. And now there's a gap between those two things. It basically means, and and we had this before, I was invited to his Christmas party, by the way, mm. looking forward to that. <laughs> we had this before where a rep was getting a lot of opportunities, yeah. hitting target, everyone was high-fiving, yeah. but he was basically performing like up to 60, maybe 70% of the quote-unquote digital twin next to him. Yeah. And guess what? He was actually not doing a great job. You know, yeah. he's... Fantastic sales guy, by the way, and cooks extremely well and, you know, does all the things. But, you know, on that one data point there, uh, you were kind of losing hair, basically, yeah. over this yeah, because yeah. was burning through a lot of your inbound. Stop inbounds, sending basically. my yeah. opportunities to this person, please. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, and really, it's not about, you know, is someone hitting target or not? Yeah. It's about are there processing things and stuff as expected? And if not, then that actually warrants a conversation. Mm. Whether or not you hit target or not, right? Kind of that actually needs to be there. And folding this back into the efficiency conversation here, you know, you can then give them more opportunities. Yes. You will probably in step one, not be able to increase their quota. So that kind of goalpost will stay the same mm. because, you know, you haven't proven that really. But what you want to have is you want to have an expectation of like, well, now that you get more stuff, you also need to actually close more. Yeah. And the only way you're going to get to that expectation is by having this, you know, we call it, you know, digital twin, basically, yeah. of understanding, well, what should have happened versus what is actually happening. Yeah. Um, and then you can use it for coaching. You can, if you want to, you can use it for, you know, compensation to some degree. But it's kind of really neat way to try and actually see whether or not you're reaping the benefits of, you know, in this case, the specific kind of delegate and or uh, improvement uh, yeah. that you're doing with the rep. Bit of a tangent here, but I think it was warranted for, yeah. for that specific piece. Yes. And let's go to the last item here, which is basically simplify, right? Eliminate, delegate, simplify. I think on the simplify side, you, I think it's 
it's a really underappreciated bucket. Mm. Um, I think where, you know, it goes a little bit into like, hey, let's, you know, eliminate some steps in the process and make yeah. it simpler by that. But there's something bigger here, which is especially for quotes and approvals. You know, creating those quotes, going through the CPQ, you know, creating those things that should just be simplified and go faster. Yeah. Um, we, uh, and this was before all the CPQ craze uh, happened. We basically built an internal tool yeah. for, you know, how to kind of put together a quote Yeah. with like color coding on, hey, too much discount and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Did I tell you that story? No. What happened was we built this tool to such a, you know, was really good. And, you know, the, it was very visual. It was like too much discount. Yeah. You know, you can't go lower than this. Yeah. Um, and uh, rep started using this on screen share with their prospect. <laughs> and uh -huh. I basically say like, hey, listen, you know, I can give you this deal, but the tool is screaming at me yeah. that uh, I, well, can't do I, can't, you know, I can't go further. <laughs> I'm giving you the best deal there is, but you need to sign tomorrow, basically. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um Anyway, different different story, different time. But you know that is that is an example because it was super simple. They yeah. could you know put this together, hit a button, boom, that in an inbox and send yeah, it out yeah, yeah. without all the fat finger stuff that you know usually kind of happens there. Yeah. I think the other thing is, and it's like you know, again, you need to strike a balance here is the approval side. Mm. You know, getting approval for a deal. It's one of those things where you strategically want to add friction to a process. Yeah. You, you don't want to have approvals just to kind of auto-approve and like, boom, and done. <laughs> yeah. Yes, send it out. Um, you want to basically kind of make it a little bit difficult and difficulty sometimes can be expressed in timing to spend or wait for that. Yeah. And so it's kind of, sure, you can simplify and kind of automate all the approval stuff, but it's kind of not the point, Yeah. you know? Um, and that's why I'm kind of saying uh, there are ways to kind of simplify some pieces Sometimes you maybe actually don't want to do that. Sometimes you want to have a little bit of friction, a little bit of complication in yeah. there in order to get the right behavior out of the reps. Yeah. But what you don't want to have is reps spending all their time on kickoffs, presidents, clubs, and all that stuff. That's they should, right. They should spend some time on it, for sure. But it's about the balance. Yeah. And uh, I think what's really cool is it's so catchy when someone publishes uh, research and says, you know, a third of the time spend selling and then you know it's wait a minute and actually dig deeper i think the bottom line is you need to go and find out yourself do the yeah. research do the steps figure out if there actually is a major efficiency gain there could be uh, and that's potentially going to help you ask the reps yeah ask the reps ask them um and then what's actually really really important once you get to the end of all of that work you need to find a way to actually get them more stuff so they can literally be more efficient. Yeah. And instead of like, oh, now I have more time on TikTok. And actually even more important than that, once you've done all those steps, you go to iTunes, go to Spotify, you write a review. Yes. Five stars, 10 stars, doesn't matter. It's a high number we are gunning for That's here. It. Um, help us, uh, Help us get more efficient. You know, it really helps the cost. Yeah. <laughs> cost. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you, Tony. Thank today. you, Nico. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. I see this a lot with the with the YouTubers. Yeah. They're basically like, subscribe.